looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Mmm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm -mm Mmm-mm-mm. Don't mess with me, I'm one crazy mofo. Hey there, Friday fans. We know how much you enjoy the movies. Enjoy grabbing your Friday merchandise and interacting with the Friday family, whether it be at conventions or during our particular watch-alongs. Well, when you're looking to get yourself masks, why not check out our friends over at Camp Blood Customs out of New York State and order your specific custom mask from any other films. All orders are made specifically. Your needs and wants are. Make sure you find Camp Blood Customs on Facebook, Instagram, and all over social media and order yours today. This brand is truly exciting and I'm so glad that they are starting to make a positive impact. Little Bean Soapery is a woman-owned small business based in Northeast Pennsylvania. Little Bean Soapery does so much as all products are handcrafted and offer many different things for both men and women. Soaps, scrubs, body butters, bath bombs, solid cologne and much more. Little Bean Soapery also does things for special occasions such as birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day and special seasonal gift sets. But also let's not forget large orders for party favours by request. 
great things about all products is that they are crafted to be nourishing on the skin. If you wish to check them out, please feel free to visit littlebeansopery.com. Any questions, please feel free to also email littlebeansopery at gmail.com for custom inquiries and or ask anything else you wish. Tell them that Elena from Crazy Train Radio sends you. Hey y'all, this is Emily Miller and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. Hey folks, it's your least favorite host in a podcast world, Croc, Jonathan Steele. And I'm Elena, your favorite host from the Emerald Isles. Boy, do we have a good one for you today. So, this next guest is a multi-talented, up-and-coming country artist that is truly on the rise and has released a new song that happens to be tongue-in-cheek, I would say, as it's called Take Out the Trash. Her dynamic voice and guitar have entertained audiences in several major venues, such as, let's see, hold on, let me think about this. Number one being Country Music Hall of Fame. Nashville Music City Center, another big one. But she also has done a lot of community events by supporting folks over Cincinnati's Children Hospital. Her music is available on all your normal spots and streaming sites, such as Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, yada, yada, yada. Yes, I'm pulling out my Seinfeld there. This next guest, Emily Miller. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I, you know, I'm getting along. I'm. I, it's a pretty sun, sunny sun or Monday morning here in Nashville, so it's pretty good. Yeah, it's sun's out in Jersey here, so you know I can't complain. Yeah. So, with that being said, in the intro, we'll start off there. Take the trash out. Is that truly tongue-in-cheek? What can you say about the song? You know, we, me and my, one of my best friends here in town, um, Drake Austin, he, um, me and him have been friends for the last three, three or so years. Um, We met playing a show in downtown Nashville and just hit it off. And he knows me better than a lot of people and my personality. And I was writing Um, At the time I was writing because I wanted to finish out my EP and we were looking for some tempo. Um, I can write ballads all day long. I'm a ballad girl. I love ballads, but I also love sassy songs. And so he came to me and he was like, what about take the trash out? And, And he was like, it just sounds like you. And the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, it really does. I, I've had some trashy trashy human beings, specifically men in my life. And, and I started thinking about it and I was like, you know what, this, this could be my new SAS jam, which I'm a proud sponsor of all things SAS jams. I love SAS jams. And, and so um, we sat down and we wrote it and I'm honest to a fault when it comes to songwriting. And so I have to make sure that at least 90% of the song is something that has happened in my life. And 
or something that I can truly relate to. And, and so we sat down one afternoon and we um, rewrote the song and it quickly became one of my favorite ones to just roll the windows down and crank up the volume and just drive around and jam to it. Well, why don't we go ahead and insert the song here and let the fans judge for themselves? Yeah. Take the trash out, which I truly appreciate. And make sure, like we said in the introduction, you go to all streaming services to download it, purchase, all the fun stuff, and support these independent artists. But you mentioned before we went into the song about having really appreciating sass 
And it, I was going to say, ha- appreciate and assess. It sounds like we would love you if you lived in the Northeast here, because we tend to have some sass. <laughs> Amen. You know, I have met some people from New York. And let me tell you, I there there's a whole new breed of people that I have not been around in they y'all are completely different than us midwesterners and the people in the south and you know there's there's a room to appreciate that and there's also sometimes there's frustration because y'all are stubborn (laughs) stubborn is all get out and i'm like can you i'm like i'm stubborn but i can back down when, when when needed and Everyone that I know from like New York and Jersey and stuff, they just keep plowing and they will not back down. And I'm like, come on, people, give me a little room. Yeah. And full disclosure, which I like to do with what we do here on the show. Who's ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby? I can be honest and say there was maybe a little bit of stubbornness with when we were setting this up with Emily and I love your folks over B Bev. And I was dealing with Patty and, you know, because we've dealt with other people within your family Mm -hmm. in that public relations office and first time dealing with Patty and Patty love you. We're good. But there was a little bit of stubbornness that came out because we had a, originally set this up for last week and like i said i hope it don't you don't mind i'm going full disclosure here no you're good so long story short patty hit emailed me and she's new to this i'm not gonna get into all that but she said well emily's gonna pull over to have the conversation with you and i had said and mind you i had left my regular job to talk to you later in the afternoon there And I said, well, like you said, trying to give some wiggle room. I said, Emily, you don't have to pull over, you know, wait till she gets home, whatever. I can, I got time. We can wait. Don't want her to be uncomfortable on the side of the road or a parking lot or whatever the case may have been. It's cool. I can wait for her to get to a destination, whatever. And it was, well, why don't we reschedule for next week and do this, do that, you know, these other options. I'm like, and that Northeast attitude, just kind of like, why in the hell would I want to do that schedule for next week? I, I offered a wiggle room for a few minutes, an hour, maybe, whatever. And it's now we're going days. <laughs> you should have saw me what wasn't said in the email exchange. But like I said, all good. Uh, yeah. But, but you, you know, you, you and Patty have something in common, though. She's from New York. Ah, so you both had that northeastern or in you. That's good to know. I didn't know that because I was, uh, I believe she's from Buffalo area. Okay, so she's not a city girl per se, but I don't yeah. think so. I, I don't know. I, I've met Patty a few times, but she she's a very nice woman. Yeah, it's all good. And it was funny because the reason I brought up the story is after all this was going on i had talked to bev and i don't know if you how much you've dealt with her oh a lot me me and bev have known each other for years okay so you know bev was doing everything with because i did stuff with a fellow belmont graduate in miss ally colleen and a few other Mm -hmm. people and so i have a good rapport with bev and i had 
hey, Bev, X, Y, Z, that, you know, explain everything to her. Oh, don't worry about Bev being the sweetheart that she is. She goes, look, and kind of said something and put everything at ease. Because that's the kind yeah. of woman Bev is. I was like, so I kind of had to pull a little Southern charm or I don't know <laughs> what you call it, but it's like yoga, meditation. Okay, we're cool. And move forward. Yeah. And, and here we are. I know long story short, off topic, but you know, it's because you brought up the sass of us new northeasterners. It's like had to tell the story. Oh yeah. So anyway, as you said, you're a Miss Midwest girl. And where is Westchester, Ohio, as far as because I'm not familiar with Ohio super, super well. It is, I'm about 30-ish miles north of Cincinnati. So Cincinnati is the most southern city um, and right on the Kentucky line. And then I'm about 30 miles north of there. Yeah, because it's funny when you mentioned Cincinnati that most people don't realize that the airport is actually across the border in Kentucky. Yep. That I do know. So, but, you know, it's just funny when you mention it. But I had just mentioned that you were a graduate of Belmont. Yes. But also a member, which I find interesting. I couldn't find anything on it time-wise. But you were a member of the Belmont Bluegrass Ensemble. So mm-hmm. what did you actually graduate with? But also what is ensemble that folks may want to check out? Yeah, I graduated. I was a commercial vocal performance major with an emphasis in music business. So that was more on the commercial side of life. So more popular music versus classical music. Um, I do have a lot of background in classical music and they still make us do all that. But the main focus um, our last two and a half years of college is on finding our own artistry and, and whatnot. And so what we have to do is each um, semester we in school, we have to be enrolled in an ensemble of some sort. And there's a pop ensemble, there's a country ensemble, there's bluegrass, rock, all, all the ensembles you can name. And, and so I was lucky enough um, to um, be in the bluegrass ensemble and it was directed by Tammy Rogers King, who is the fiddle player for the steel drivers. And, um, and she also has played fiddle for Reba and Patty Loveless and all, all of these people. And um, her husband actually is the guitar player currently for Reba. And, um, and so I got to be around them a lot and we had so much fun. Um, We got to see them perform and, and everything. And so it was a lot of fun. We, we did two concerts a year, um, one in like Christmas time and then one in the spring. And, um, and really it's, I just found, I've always loved um, my my entire family's from Eastern Kentucky. And so I feel like we have some bluegrass roots in us. And um, I've heard stories of like my great aunts and uncles playing banjo and, and just picking and everything. And, and so I've always loved bluegrass music, any toe tapping type of music. And, um, and so it was fun to be able to explore not only the country side of life, but the bluegrass side of life as well. It was a lot of fun um, for me to be able to do that. And I don't like to categorize music. 
per se, like the minutia that a lot of people do nowadays, pop and rap and this and that. Even though I'm not a fan of hip hop and all that stuff when I say that. But my I always say my home base has been country, then old school doo-wop and stuff like that. So when I think of bluegrass, and I guess maybe it's because of my age, and I do know others, right off the bat, I think of Ricky Skaggs. So what did you learn there? Because like you said, you were attracted because of family history in Kentucky and such. What was it about the bluegrass that said, hey, I want to dive deeper into this since you had to pick a ensemble? Um, I would say my biggest thing was harmonies. I love bluegrass harmony and I've never, I was never very good at harmony. And, and so my biggest takeaway was I like to learn something if I'm going to do, do anything in life. I, I want to be able to take away something. And I will say right now I can pick out harmony when I'm, when I am playing with other people, like, uh, and I play on Broadway in Nashville every once in a while. And, and when I'm down there, if I'm playing with a male singer or even another female, I, being able to pick out the harmony that has added, that will always add to the performance. And so I think that's the biggest thing that I just have always loved about bluegrass in general is you can always hear those. like It's almost like a piercing harmony. And you can always hear that. And, and just, I love banjo and steel guitar and all of that and dobro. Like they're just, they're fun to be around. And I think that's the biggest thing that I took away from being in the ensemble is now, especially Tammy, our director, because she's played with so many people and um, as fiddle being a background instrument, usually she, she had to sing harmony a lot. And so she was able to help it, she'd be like okay you have to learn or like you pick out the harmony first and then I'll help change it to be the correct harmony and that's how you learn and that was my favorite part about bluegrass ensemble was not only when I was singing but when some of my other ensemble mates were singing being able to find those harmonies and just it there's just nothing like harmony yes and non-country well maybe some country influence with them I also mm. point like to point out the Eagles and Crosby, Stills, and Nash as perfect examples from harmony on a vocal standpoint. Yes. But, you know, that can be a whole different conversation for another time. But the other thing I found interesting was when you speak of harmony, and it would tie in here, is that you started studying private piano at like six or seven years old. So how much of an influence was the piano for you? A lot. For a long time, uh, I grew up doing piano competitions and all of um, I would travel um, to up to Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. It's um, um, my sister and my mom went there and um, and I would do vocal competitions as well as piano competitions. And, and I think that was a good foundation for me. And, and it kind of launched me wanting to even sing. And, and so when I, because piano and singing are very hard to do at the same time. And in my piano teacher, she, she was one of those people that she was Brazilian and uh, I, uh, 
I did not want to practice classical music. We'll just put it that way. I wanted you to play my Hannah Montana songs. I wanted to play all of my other like country music that I grew up listening to. And, and so when I had to play these classical songs, I just didn't want to. And so therefore I didn't practice. And, and so I would show up, I usually had lessons on like Saturday mornings. And so I would show up on Saturday mornings and I hadn't played all week since la this the song that I was supposed to since last Saturday that I was there. And um, and so I had to fake my way through it. And it taught me how to sight read very, very well, which translated into my singing um, when I was in choir and stuff growing up in high school, specifically um, our placement into which choir we were in came from our ability to sight read. And because I was able to sight read so well, because I lied to my piano teacher growing up uh i was able to get into a higher ensemble which which helped boost my ability to sing in general and so piano has always been the firm foundation behind everything i went to guitar for a while and um I love playing guitar, but I just uh, moved into my house here in Nashville a, a couple months ago, and I was able to bring my baby grand down from Ohio, and I've always dreamed, my parents have always told me, I got my baby grand when I was 14 years old, and um, my parents always told me, like, when you get a house of your own one of these days, you'll be able to take your piano down. Um, and so we packed it up and had professional movers move it down here to Nashville. And I play it almost every day. Um, and it's just it brings out a different creative side to me that guitar has never been able to do. And I think that's just because it's going back to my home base and it's kind of taking me back to where I was a kid and just doing it for the love of it, not because I had to. And as you say that, that you try to play it every day. Reminded me of a story that friend of the show, Phil Vassar, tells me all the time that he can, even though he does it professionally as a piano player, he can be anywhere crossing base at a hotel, here, there, where, at a bar. He cannot pass a piano and not want to play it. Yeah. I'm I'm not as uh, vocal. I mean, I I will sing just about anywhere if, if you ask me to. But when when it comes to piano, I, I think it's it's not my my best instrument. Neither is guitar. I've never been a, a, a I'll never survive solely on my piano or my guitar skills. We'll just put it that way. Okay. Well, let me ask you this because I know you play guitar. Like you said, I knew that prior, but. Which one do you, would you say you're better at, the guitar or the piano? You know, it comes and goes. I, I will say I'm able to make different music on each instrument. And I feel like guitar, I'm left-handed, but I play right-handed. And I think my inability to make this hand move, no. like continuously um, has kind of hindered me a little bit on guitar. Um, I've never been able to quite, I've practiced and practiced and practiced and I've never been able to fully grasp picking on guitar. And I'm not that well-versed in the whole moving on the neck and everything. I'm more of just let's move the capo kind of girl. And, uh, but then when it comes to piano, I maybe cause it's individual notes and maybe it's because 
I learned the foundation from such an early age of how to play piano. I can just about take, if you just put a chord in front of me, I don't need all the sheet music. If you just put the chord in front of me on, on my phone or something, I can create a song out of it. And so I will say creatively, I think I'm better at piano. Um, but I will say I write better on guitar. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> but, and I pick it up and we've talked about it a little bit here. And I'd like to think being a Northeast guy, I have a pretty good gut instinct on people. But there was a rumor I heard about you that you were born with sass as long as you were able to include both sparkle and hairspray. So... <laughs> Yes. I love me some hairspray and I love me some sparkle. I just got this jacket last week and I, I, it's got sparkle in the back. And I told, I, I texted my, my mom and my sister this morning. I was like, happy mullet Monday. I was like, I feel like I'm business in the front party in the back today. And but, uh, I love me a mullet. So anytime I can uh, get by, I'm like, I don't have a mullet. I never probably will, but I've got people for that. I've got friends that have mullets, so that's all that matters. But uh, but anyways, it's funny. Yeah, I love hairspray. I can go through a can of hairspray every like two weeks if I wanted to bad enough. The the key, I, I feel like I was born in the wrong decade. I was a, I'm a 90s girl, but I definitely feel like I could have like rocked being 20 in the 80s because I love big hair, big anything. Like I'm all about it. Big hoops, big, uh, specifically hair, but hairspray is a key, key thing to getting that, getting that hair big. Folks, and we're only using the audio from this, but just gut feeling here in the few minutes I've spoken with Emily here and seeing her on camera and such, I can say, like I said, I have a pretty good judge of character. I, based on that answer and what I've dealt with here in a few minutes, Emily seems like she'd be a blast to hang out with. You know, my mom yep. always my mom always says to her, she always says, "I'm a good time." Ever since I was a little girl, my mom's always anytime she makes us laugh, she's like, "I'm a good time," and so I always tell people, "I'm a good time." Yeah, it's and I get that feeling from you. But two more questions for you, or I brought up during the introduction, playing at famous venues such as the Hall of Fame. What was that like for you as a younger musician, being able to step on those, like, what's a word I'm looking for? Holy grounds, per se, especially of country music. Oh, it was so cool. It was funny. The day that I got to play at the Country Music Hall of Fame um, was also my first day playing on Broadway. And I went from playing in a bar where the my my mom still can't still can't believe I did this. I my, I was having trouble with my contacts that day and I dropped my contact on the floor of Tootsie's. And I was like, well, I can't see without it. And I washed it off with some, but, but everyone keeps telling me, they're like, you're lucky you didn't get an eye infection from that. Like, it doesn't matter how much solution you put on there. You know, who's 
like dropped things and stepped on this floor. And, and, and so, yeah. And I was like, no, that's a true state. I mean, I'm not going to deny that, but I'm like, a girl's got to see. And so I went from playing at Tootsie's to playing at the country music hall of fame. Um, this was about three years ago, four years ago now. And, uh, and I'll never forget walking in there and knowing that I was playing where people like that I've looked up to my entire life have set foot and songwriters that I listen to all of their songs. And it was truly one of those moments where I was like, this is crazy. And I, but I'm grateful that I got to say that I did it. And I've mentioned a few times here about gut feeling and definitely don't get this vibe from you that you do it for the attention. But I also mentioned about supporting charity events for different folks, but especially Cincinnati's Children's Hospital. Mm -hmm. So I'd be curious to know, what was it about them when you said, I want to support a good organization that you chose your local children's hospital? They, they came, I love singing the national anthem first off. Um, I am a big fan of this country. I love our military. I love our country and I will do anything to help better this country. And, and so I think the biggest thing is I was playing the national anthem at a local, my line just keeps going out, um, at a local um, sporting event. I forget. I think it might've been volleyball or basketball or something. And, um, in our, somebody came up to me and said, do you, would you like to be a part of this event? And we loved the way that you sang the national anthem. And I'm a firm believer in just singing the national anthem, plain and simple. I don't like all the frill frill, like national anthem singers and stuff I'm like yeah I can't I'm like let's sing it It, it's our national anthem like we don't need to make it the Olympics like vocal Olympics and so anyways they love the way that I sang the national anthem and so they invited me to play um to sing at um this event and it was just anytime I can be of help to somebody. That's why I do what I do. I don't, I don't want to be the person that just does it for the money. I don't want to do because there is no money for the longest time. And, and I think anybody that's around this industry realizes that. And, um, I just, I don't, it's something about that day was special. Um, there was, uh, a lot of, wet eyes in the crowd and um there wasn't a dry eye around and it was just watching the kids it was like a basketball kind of tournament thing and just watching the kids do like what they love it just being kids um it, no matter what they're going through it that was that was awesome and so yeah i anytime i can be a service to an event like that whether it be um i spent my time um at children's hospital um not for like a illness or anything of like long-term, but I have been to Cincinnati Children's Hospital when I was going through some stuff when I was um, a kid. And, and so, and same with my sister. And so it's like, it's the least we can do in life to give back to people. It's the least anyone can do, whether you're in the music business or just a businessman, anything. Um, I think the strongest thing anyone can do in life is to give their time to people in need. 
And I am a big believer in, even though I'm not of this descent of the Samoan culture. And one of the big things as far as within their culture is they, well, they are a big group based on family. And if one person in the family is doing well, you help everybody else. So I appreciate that you said that it, no matter what you do, if you can reach up and help pull somebody else up, why not? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to put links to everything below for both the audio and the YouTube version of this. But where are the best spots people can find you if they want to check out your music or social media? Um, Spotify, Apple Music, um, Amazon, wherever. I'm, I'm everywhere. Um, and so if you're looking just to find me on social media, I... Um, I am on all social media, Emily CM Music and or Emily C. Miller Music. Unfortunately, my name is extremely common. And so I had to add my middle initial in on a lot of it. And so, um, but anyways, just anywhere you can find me, find me, send me a message, anything. I'm, I always love talking to people. I'm a talker. And, um, and so I love talking to people. And I always say, as long as you're not weird about it, I will talk to you. Yes. No weirdos, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Emily, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Not all football helmets are created equal. Zenith, the industry leader in protective technology, is the only helmet in the game with adaptive head protection featuring a shock suspension system that can move independently from the helmet shell. Headquartered and developed in Detroit, Zenith is committed to player safety and revolutionary innovation. Zenith is proud to protect athletes at every level from Wee to the pros. Learn more about the Zenith difference at zenith.com. That's X-E-N-I-T-H.com. Hey, you guys, this is Allie Pauline, and you are listening to Crazy Train Radio.